Well, it's been a little while since we've talked about the meaning of life, the meaning of our own existence here on the Isle of Misfits, so I figured it was high time. And fortunately, and perhaps not so coincidentally, we happen to have someone with us today, this very moment, as a matter of fact, who can help facilitate this discussion. Her name is Anita Eggers-Brooks, and she's your basic award-winning author, speaker, certified life coach, and I'm just going to go ahead and call her an expert on the subject at, at hand. In fact, she pulled on this expertise in her brand new book called Exceedingly. And with that, it is my pleasure to welcome you, Anita, to the aisle. I am exceedingly excited, see what I did there, to have you here with us on the Isle of Misfits today. Thank you so much, Nancy. I am an exceedingly thrilled to be here and love the theme of what you're doing here and uh, just can't wait to dig in. Oh, I can't wait either because even even in these moments leading up to the to to this conversation, I, I'm just I'm just realizing how much of what you are already all about just jives with their jam here. And we'll talk more about that in a little while. But before we do, I, I warned you, as I do all of my guests, um, of our little tradition and invite you to play my stupid game. I love stupid games. <laughs> Excellent. See, I knew we were going to be fast friends. Okay, so your stupid game is based on this premise of the meaning of life, because what else, honestly, could we talk about? So I'm going to give you, it's going to be short, it's going to be sweet, it's multiple choice, and there are no wrong answers. That's how philosophy works, right? So um, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, she's ready. Okay, so this is a fill in the blank. I'm going to give you... A short statement, and you're going to fill in the blank. But I'll give you suggestions. So here we go. Okay. Life is like a box of chocolates, a highway that you want to ride all night long. Life is soft as an easy chair, fresh as the morning air. But wait, no, that's love. That's a Barbara Streisand song. Sorry. Or fill in your own blank. Uh, I think I'd have to say life is like a highway that you want to ride all night long. You know, there's a country song out there, isn't there, that kind of, or, or I think it was a country song that covered another song, so it's just, it's a song. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a song, and, and I think it kind of fits, and, and I don't know about you or your listeners, Nancy, but sometimes in my efforts to uh, ride that highway all night long, sometimes I end up in one ditch or the other. <laughs> oh, I thought it was just me. Okay, good. So you probably saw me waving on the other side of the ditch, so. Yeah, well, excellent. See, I told you, you you did great on this game. There were no wrong answers, and yet I loved your answer. So for that, you win the grand prize, which I have not told you about, which is your very own Isle of Misfits mug, which will be delivered to your door at some point in the near future. Oh, I can't wait. I love it. I collect mugs. Very good. Well, you can add this to your collection, and I guarantee it'll make your coffee taste twice as awkward. Um, But enjoy. I will enjoy every awkward sip. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so now let's get on to the good stuff. So I kind of teased this. I, I said something about country, a country song. So that, that was with a purpose because I want to talk a little bit. I want to talk about country music. I know that sounds random, but that's what we're all about. But I'm going to back up. 
because it seems that you had some sort of life-changing encounter that had something to do with country music. I don't know. Am I making this up? No, not at all. Uh, Crazy, because I, okay, so I'm going to confess, I'm not a country music fan. That's okay. We will love you anyway. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much. I don't have anything against country music, but, you know, it's just not my jam. Yes, some of my Um, best friends are country music fans, you know, I'm just saying. uh, Yes. (laughs) But I appreciate, um, I must say, though, some of the country music songs, and I appreciate certainly some of the hearts that are behind those songs. And so, yeah, what you alluded to is a crazy thing that happened to me back in 2012. Um... So I was managing uh, at a large river resort, and we were hosting a big uh, country music festival. And so, you know, if any of your listeners have ever been in charge of something, you know, sometimes it gets really intense and stressful and so forth. And I was in one of those moments and was in a circle with radio executives and the staging and light people and all of that. When this gentleman walked up to me and um, he stuck out his hand and he said, hi, I'm Troy. And I said, hi, I'm Anita. Nice to meet you. And I don't know if you've ever done this, Nancy, but sometimes I kind of blurt things out and stick my foot in my mouth. Oh, I never do that. Not ever. Yeah. Yeah. Just wait. Actually, yeah, the interview's not over. We're just beginning. I knew I was all alone. (laughs) But um, anyway, so whenever he introduced himself, my response was, uh, or no, I I said, okay, he said, I'm nice, or it's nice to meet you. And I said, I'm Anita, nice to meet you. And then he said, you don't know who I am, do you? And it just came out of my mouth. And I said, no, should I? Oh, that's exactly what I was thinking. So I would have said, yeah, I would have been right there with you. See, I'm in the ditch. I'm right there. Exactly. So um, he did this kind of, he got a big grin on his face, did the slow motion turn behind him and pointed. And he goes, that's my picture on the bus over there. And I was so embarrassed. And I said, I am so sorry. I said, I apologize. I said, "Um, I have to confess, I don't listen to country music. Well, the gentleman I was speaking to was Troy Gentry of Montgomery Gentry fame. So if any of your listeners listen to country music, they know Montgomery Gentry. And they had just come off of this big whirlwind tour around New York. They'd done all the big morning talk shows and all of this. And here I am standing face to face with this, you know, mega country music star. And I'm making a fool out of myself, essentially. Um, But he was so gracious. And he said to me, well, can I ask what you do listen to if you don't listen to country? And I said, sure. I said, I really prefer contemporary Christian music. I said, you know, I just feel inspired and energized and, you know, I can be down and and that music and the words in it will just lift me up. And I said, so, you know, God really speaks to me through through contemporary Christian music. And he looked at me and and he kind of cocked his head and he goes, Wow, he goes, I love contemporary Christian music. That's really cool. So, you know, we had this little moment, and and then we both went on about our business. And then fast forward a couple of hours later, and he's up in the green room, and part of my responsibility was making sure that everything was taken care of. And so they were getting ready to leave, he and Eddie uh, Montgomery and the rest of their crew. And he, I heard him say to the group, hey, you guys go on. I want to talk to this lady for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, I was 
kind of curious and not quite sure what that was all about. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because one of his, you know, bodyguards like bristled up and he goes, well, I'll stay with you. And Troy's like, no, I think I've got this. You guys go on ahead. I can take her. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what ended up happening was um, we stepped out. There was a big wraparound deck outdoors. And so we stepped out there and Troy began to tell me um, some things that really surprised me. He said, you know, Anita, you can only imagine with what I do and, and, you know, the people I'm surrounded with, I just don't hear much about God or faith. And he said it was so refreshing to hear you just naturally talk about your faith. You know, you weren't trying to shove anything down anyone's throat, but just, you know, it's just part of who you are, and you can tell that. And he said it really makes you stand out. Well, Mm. I was honored that he would say that, a little bit surprised, like I said. But then he continued on, and, and he began to share some things with me about, you know, his life and and his journey and, and where he was at and talked about his wife and his daughters and how much he adored them. And I just really appreciated hearing a man talk so positively about his spouse behind her back and um, just kept impressing me. But then finally, Troy kind of leaned forward a little bit and his eyes were glistening. And he said, can I ask you a question? And I said, well, sure. And he said, how do I find out what God's purpose is for me? Wow. Yeah. I was blown away. I mean, I was like, here this man has a global platform. He's reaching audiences all over the world. And yet the most burning question in his soul is, what is God's purpose for me? So we ended up having an amazing conversation. Um, I asked him if he had a home church, and he said, well, when he was home, you know, he did, you know, go to a church in his community. So I encouraged him to speak with his pastor, but to really plug in and get involved as much as he could with, you know, what was going on, what his church was doing with missions, you know, backyard missions and things of that nature. And so before Troy left, um, he ended up coming back up to me and asking if we could exchange emails, which we did. And tragically, uh, Troy died about a year and a half ago. Mm. And yeah, very suddenly, uh, it was a helicopter accident. And it really, we had just emailed like two weeks before that. And um, it really broke my heart, but it also made me wonder did Troy feel like he had fulfilled that purpose? And so when I um, began to think about that more, and I remembered his question, it spurred me to write my book exceedingly, um, Spiritual Strategies for Living on Purpose, with Purpose, and for an Abundant Purpose. And as I was writing that book, I finally sat down and I watched the entire video of Troy's funeral. And I have to tell you, Nancy, I wept happy tears because as the people who were closest to him began to describe his life, especially there toward the end, it was so evident that he had pursued God's plan for his life. And he was, had gotten really involved in men's Bible study and men's outreaches in his community. So every time he was home, he was doing those things. And so that encouraged my heart, and it just made me want to think about the everyday person who wonders what their purpose is, and then to encourage them that whatever they do, it, it isn't necessarily about being splashed on a big cha- or stage. Maybe it's like what Troy did there toward the end, where he was walking shoulder to shoulder with people in need. He was reaching out and offering a helping hand, but he was doing what he could to make a difference and lighten a dark world. 
You know, and that is so amazing on so many different levels. I'm trying to sort out the levels. So I'll start with I'll start with the the low level, the low hanging fruit. It's like here we've got this this guy, this like you said, this country superstar who anyone looking at him would say, okay, well, yeah, your purpose is pretty obvious. You're a, you're a mus- you're a star. You're a country music mega star. There you go. And yet even with that calling, he's still wondering, what is my purpose? So that's amazing in yeah, and of it, itself. It, yes. Yeah, he had a heart ready for God. And, and I think that, for any person who wonders what their purpose is, I think that's one of the secrets to nudging that door open to finding out what it is, is to have a heart for God's purpose. Right, because so often we equate purpose with fame, right, uh, success, whatever your definition of that is. You know, usually it has to do with, with fame, notoriety, monetary success, having stuff, having, you know, uh, being self-actualized. And yet, again, this these were not the things that he had on his mind. And God strategically put you in his path to to guide him to what his real purpose, like you said, reaching out, doing what he could to impact other people and not just to be a nice guy, but sounds like in the name of the living God. Yes. And, and you know, and I, I, I was only a tiny seed planted in Troy's life. There were many other people who God used as well. And, um, you know, so I don't want to, you know, like take credit as if, you know, I change the man's life. I was just a vessel in God's hands. But what I loved about Troy and what he exemplified, see, Troy was a fun-loving guy, you know, kind of like yourself. He was, he was somewhat of a misfit. And uh-huh. he took that, that natural wiring that God had implanted in him, and he used that to further his purpose because he was relatable. Troy may have been a man who had throngs of people throwing themselves at him. But you know what? When you got to know him one-on-one as I did and develop a friendship with him, you discovered that he was a man who cared about people. He had a heart of compassion and generosity, but he also loved fun. He loved joy. You know, one of the greatest things that um, I think about when I think of joy was his love of Batman. And uh, Old-school Batman or... Or Michael, yeah, like, like yeah. a real Batman. Like, he actually had a Batman um, costume, and I'm telling you, he looked awesome. like Batman in that costume. All right. Um, I like this story. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we shared a heart for reminding people that when we follow God, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, yes, that's serious stuff, but we're Christians. We're not dead. Mm-hmm. We don't want to walk around with frowns on our faces. People are not drawn to that. But we want to show them the joy of the Lord. And so I love that Troy did that as well. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm going to back up just for a second because I was so impressed with what you said. You know, you were very careful to say, well, I don't want to take the credit. And, you know, I was just one person. There were others. And, and you know, I'm sure that's true. I won't argue with you. And yet, what a privilege that, that God allowed you to be a part of that story. And sometimes we think, well, I'm only this and I only did that. But, you know, we we get to be a part of a bigger story. And that's exciting. It's thrilling, Nancy, and 
you know, one of the things that I've learned is to be open to it. It really is that simple. Keep your eyes and your ears open for God nudges. You know, I could have in that moment whenever Troy introduced himself, I could have shut down my faith. I could have pretended that it didn't exist. But you know what? Because God helped me put my brave on and just to be naturally who I am, he used that to do something exceedingly abundantly more than I could have ever imagined. So to be someone who was able to provide a small amount of influence in Troy's life to help bring him to his greater good, that's something that there's no amount of money that will pay for it. There's no amount of fame that could compare to that. Mm-hmm, absolutely, and amen to that. And and what you just said is, you know, to be open to it, to keep your eyes and your ears open. I love how you put it, um, for God nudges. Um, and yeah, that that kind of resonates with me um, and my one of my core values, one of our core values here on the aisle of, you know, keeping keeping our eyes, seeking beauty and truth everywhere. And that's exactly what you're talking about. It is. You know, I, I remind people often, you know, it's so easy to get your eyes set on the circumstances or, you know, the darkness. There, there's certainly a lot of darkness in the world. But I think that when we remember that Jesus Christ is the light and we keep our eyes on his beauty and his truth, that we'll begin to see miracles surrounding us every day. At least I know that's true for me. Yeah, and it, it calls to mind, um, I was trying to recall bad addresses sometimes, but I do know in Ephesians, I believe, where uh, Paul talks about uh, making the most of every opportunity that we're given. Yeah. And that's exactly what you're talking about. Um, you know, so it starts with keeping our eyes open for the God yeah. nudge and then having that uh, that courage, as you said, to put your brave on, to take advantage, say, okay, you know what, I'm going to step out and take advantage of this opportunity that I've been given. And I love it. Love, love, love it. Yeah, you know, I think that too often we discount, too, the giftings that God's given us. You know, in exceedingly, you know, I wrote this book not necessarily for the one who has the aspiration for the stage and the fame, although there are certainly elements that speak to that. But I also wrote it for, I, I think about that prayer warrior. You know, they don't feel necessarily as if they do much to contribute, but in the mm. privacy of their own home where only they and God know, they get on their knees and they move mountains through the power of prayer. I want to encourage people to do that, or, or maybe those who have a gift for, you know, making amazing foods, and so, you know, they combine that with a heart of compassion so that maybe there's someone who has a loss, and so they go and they deliver, you know, this flavorful dish or something. Don't discount that. You're making an impact. You're making a difference, and that is part of your greater purpose and God's bigger plan. You know, when when you say that, it makes me think of um, all right, this is going to sound out of left field, but trust me, I'll come back out, I'll come back around. You know, um, I remember one time I was just I was kayaking along a, a lake with a shell cliff and there were these beautiful uh, wildflowers growing out of the shell cliff and there was no one around for miles and no one would see this except you were on a kayak in a very remote part of this lake 
And I just remember thinking, this is so beautiful. My first thought was, what a waste that nobody gets to see this. And it was like, right away, the Spirit of the Lord corrected me and said, you're seeing this. And right, right then and there, it was like God showing his extravagance. And I what you're saying is so important, so significant. That's why I want to camp out here for a minute, because we do. We often equate purpose with, well, how big is our following? How many, you know, how many Instagram followers do I have? How many likes do I get? What's my platform? And, you know, and I'm not knocking those things at all. Uh, You know, I would love for people, you know, to, to listen to what I have to say. And yet, our purpose and the way God wired us, he's so extravagant. It's up to him to decide that. And whether it's a million people or, or the one in the, in the secluded, obscure place, there's purpose in that that's far more valuable than we, than we could assign a value to. Absolutely. You know, we don't know how priceless some of those tiny moments that we have with another human being might be. You know, we don't know that if God nudges us to pick up the phone and make a phone call because he's laid someone on our mind, that maybe they may be a person who is suicidal. You may be that voice that gives them hope and makes them hold on to life. You know, whenever God called me to write books, I'll tell you, Nancy, I was sitting there going, me? Uh, You know, I don't have anything that makes it appear as if I could succeed at that. And and I I remember, I distinctly mentally said to God, do you remember where I live? Mm. Just in that moment, I heard the Holy Spirit speak into my soul and say, am I not still God? And if I had not taken that risk and taken the step, I would not have had the honor of being able to maybe help further Troy Gentry's purpose through writing about what happened that day whenever we met. Or maybe, you know, the emails that I have gotten from people all around the world who have said, because of what you wrote, I actually was going to to take my own life, but I changed my mind. Or because of what you wrote, I feel encouraged, and so I'm stepping out in faith, and I'm going to do this thing that I've always wanted to do. I'll tell you, there is nothing um, that compares to that. The things that God has called us to do really have nothing to do with the results of that. And that might sound convoluted, but what I mean by that is we're called to be obedient. If God stirred up something in your heart, if he's wired you or me for a certain purpose— then the thing that's the the calling that comes out of that purpose, that's for God to decide. So the Apostle Paul, he talked about whether I'm abased or whether I'm abounding. You know, whether, I, whether I'm famous, whether I'm not famous, whether I have a lot, don't have anything, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strengths. And to me, that's what you're talking about, is just being obedient to what God has put in your hands. Exactly. You know, Nancy, I travel all over this country, and I speak at conferences, as I do trainings, and I do Christian as well as just general market. But regardless of what setting I'm in, it is very common for people to come up to me and want to speak privately. And oftentimes when they do, they will say something like this, well, you know, Anita, I believe in God. 
and I always respond this way. This is something God taught me several years ago. I always say, that's amazing. Do you mind if I ask you a question? Now, so far, no one's turned me down. But the question I ask is this. Do you believe God? See, there's a difference in believing in believing God. And if we dare to believe God and dare to believe that his promises are as true for us as they are for other people, and we open our hearts, our minds, our eyes, and our ears, he will begin to show us amazing ways that we can impact the world and further his kingdom. I'm going to steal that, by the way. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> See the difference between, yeah, do you believe in God versus do you believe God? What a huge, huge, sounds subtle, but what a huge uh, difference in implication. So that's that right there, ladies and gentlemen. That is why you need to get this book. The book is called Exceedingly Spiritual Strategies for Living on Purpose, with Purpose, and for an Abundant Purpose. So, Anita, tell us when this book comes out. I believe it's in April, and how we can get it. It comes out April 23rd, and I'm a proponent of supporting your local bookstore. So if you have a bookstore, I always try to point people there first. If they don't have it in stock, they can get it in very quickly. Um, And also, you can get it online. Any of the online retailers will have it available, and you can get that, you know, very quickly with them. You can also go to my website if you prefer uh, an autographed copy, and that website is anitabrooks.com, so it's A-N-I-T-A-B-R-O-O-K-S.com. Okay, and if they do happen to visit your website, which I recommend they do, I, I understand you have several other books they can check out as well. So one-stop shopping, just saying. But I like your idea, too, of of, uh, of visiting and supporting your local bookstore. So it's good to know that your book will be available in actual bookstores. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Nancy. Thank you. It was a pleasure having you. And I hope that we can visit on the Isle of Misfits sometime soon again. I would love it. I feel like I fit here very, very well. So you can go to anitabrooks.com for your own autographed copy of Exceedingly, or you can go to an actual bookstore that sells actual books. The choice is yours. Because if you're going to live with purpose, you might as well do it on purpose. And speaking of doing things on purpose... Why don't you hop on over and visit me at isleofmisfits.com. That's I-S-L-E of misfits.com. And follow us on purpose. You'll be the first to get updates on all the latest podcasts like these and blog posts too. Even an occasional haiku. In fact, as long as you're being all purposeful and whatnot, why don't you drop me a line on my contact page? I would love to hear from you. So until then, own your awkward Love your fellow misfits and look for beauty and truth everywhere. Every hour, overwhelm me with your power, rearrange me here.